Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi to you. Oh, you're here. Hey, this is Like Trees Walking, and I am Michael J. Nelson, and, and joining am, me... Yes, is the Reverend David Berge. You know, I like to start the show by banging my microphone stand all over metal parts. Well, let's people know, a really yeah. good sound. It's better than <laughs> mouth sound, better than wet mouth sounds, which we often do on this show as well, as we snack on various items. I was talking to someone recently who enjoyed that and i said what you you like, they the, like the mouth the, sounds. well not the mouth sounds itself but the eating and i said does I, I know it doesn't some it doesn't work you should not do this it's a podcast but they're like oh eat more stuff so, so we'll have to find some we'll have to find some things oh i have it but we're not going to do that today today this is the show where as you know we talk about the big issues of life god man the afterlife eschatology as um, bob dylan sang man and god and more Oh, what song did he sing that in? Maggie's Farm, right? Man and God and more, I don't want to work for Maggie's pa no more. You know, or something like that. I only know Lay Lady Lay. That's the only song that I know. Lay Lady Lay. Or he sings like Kermit the Frog. Hi ho. Lay Lady Lay. Uh, yeah, so it's an, uh, it's a very important show. This is a very special episode that we're doing here Tonight today. on a very special episode <laughs> of Fresh <laughs> Prince. Um... No, so we talk about these big topics, but we do it in a, you know, a lighthearted manner. We whistle while we work. We are attempting to be winsome, but we probably come across as stern taskmasters. We're I don't know how this works. A couple of jerks. Yeah. <laughs> Spouting off those, at the mouth. You listen to those guys? Uh, anyway, so yeah, we have our big topic, but then later I will be put in the dock. You have a quiz for me, of which I have not, a, I know the topic. But I did not, of course, I no didn't prep, cheat because I'm a Christian in good standing um, in your, uh, I'm a parishioner at your church, and therefore, I do not cheat. My word is my bond. Thank my you. My yes is my net, yes, and my no is my no, and I have not cheated on that quiz, but I'm scared of this quiz. This is an important quiz. This is a great quiz, and it, it's wonderful because it dovetails very nicely with what we're going to be talking about today, I think, um, uh, perfectly well, so... Uh, so the, this is a great episode. I mean, we came off the thank you, Brent Strawn, for the interview and uh, giving us two episodes of pure gold. Uh, that was just really, really wonderful. Deep, rich stuff. So, folks, we're going from the deep end of the pool. Now we're kind of getting to the shallow Whoa. end. And this just came up. Why don't you introduce it? And I will maybe I'll just I'll, I'll be pulling up the video while because we're going to play a little. Uh, we'll get you some snippets. You got to yeah, hear because yeah. we don't want to. We never want to be re- accused of misrepresenting someone or misquoting someone or taking yeah. them out of context and like come on you don't you guys aren't being fair to this person right. you didn't so, give him a fair shake yeah so so mike uh mike sent me this article which i was aware i was aware of this thing happening um in our na- our neighbors to the north um this is a church happening so this is uh uh it, even though it's inside church baseball i think it's very interesting to the broader listening audience totally and so um and i think that even though i think especially folks who who find themselves outside of the christian faith but then hear this will also will be joining us in stroking our chins and and maybe thinking some thoughts. So I'm very excited about this. But it's it's a uh, case that was recently resolved um, in terms of nothing happened um, with this uh, with this minister in Canada, the United Church of Canada, which is um, was a union in the 1920s of I think three or four different Canadian Protestant denominations, the Methodists. Um, a bunch of, uh, not all Presbyterians, a few of them, and then like the Congregationalist churches in Canada all joined forces to create this United Church of Canada. 
And so this woman, Greta Vos, what? Greta Vosper. Greta Vosper. Greta Vosper. Which sounds like a Bond villain uh, name or something, you know, like, isn't it Vesper Lynn, which is a terrible pun. Which is so terrible, I didn't even get it. Oh, like West Berlin. Yes, Vesper Lynn. (laughs) That's correct. So her name is Greta Vosper. So this is the minister. What was like the Bond one where it it was maybe the woman or her last name was Christmas, and you could tell that they just gave her the last name Christmas so they could make the joke? Yeah, then they started joking within the movie. Like, (laughs) you can't do that. Like, nobody's named that, so you can't. Uh, Oh, they totally did that. They totally did that. I always thought that was a cheat in also the movie uh, Dr. Strangelove, where somebody's name is, uh, you know, Sergeant Bat Guano. That's just his name. And then later he goes, excuse me, Sergeant Bat Guano, if that really is your name. It's like, well, you're in charge of it. You you made it up. So you can't you can't be incredulous about the. It's a piece of fiction. So. So like Greta Vosper, Vest Berlin. Uh, Greta Vosper, she's a a minister in the the United Church of Canada, and she was recently, um, there was quite a stir because she was going to go on trial for heresy. She was going to be... Heresy? Yeah, she was going to be tried... I haven't even heard that word. Do we even... Is that a thing? Heresy is something I think for many of us, uh, we associate it with, you know, the Middle Ages and... And, yes. you know, the Inquisition, heresy, which would diets be... Diets of worms and things like that, yes, right? Yes, <laughs> a steady diet of worms. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. that her- that heresy is devi- an unacceptable, uh, you know, deviation from belief. Uh, so within the Christian church, that would be um, being considered to be outside the bounds of doctrinal or, yes. or orthodoxy or ethical uh, practice. But, but, but it's, it's, all, it's, it's, no, I, I would say doctrinal orthodoxy, when you teach... Um, outside of those bounds, and then act or act outside of those bounds, you can be brought up on charges of heresy. You've gone, you've gone beyond the pale, um, and this is unacceptable. And there's uh, countless examples across church history of uh, folks being condemned. And, and, and what did as heretics. this, this uh, Vesperlin do? What was her heresy? Did she? Um, oh, let me see. Did she uh, ride a horse naked through the town? No, and proclaim- no, no. no. Did, Say, uh, she, uh, she outed herself as someone who does not believe in God. She is uh, a self-described atheist pastor. And so um, she's, from what, from what she says, this is, she's been out in this way um, for, for at least since uh, 2015, I think, when she really, really came out as, a, as an atheist following the Charlie Hebdo attack. Um, she identified herself as an atheist. And then um, some folks in her denomination or congregation, it wasn't clear for me from reading, uh, brought her up on charges to the, you know, the the hierarchy or the the, the muckety mucks in the United Church, saying, "Listen, this is a bridge too far." Okay, like, like we don't ask for much, just that you believe in God. <laughs> and um, so there was this review board; they were reviewing her fitness for ministry. At least going to have the, you know, the review, which she considered a trial or a heresy trial. You could say, "Yeah, they're they're looking at your what what are what are your doctrines? What are your teachings?" is this within the bounds or not? And so it was coming to a head and then they decided to, they reached, I think a like secret settlement and are allowing her to keep her position. So, (laughs) and we got audio folks. So don't worry. This is stunning. Stunning. So now I I totally disagree. This is not stunning at all. I think that she, I'm on her side in this one completely. 
Oh, for wow. reasons which I will explain. This is later. Now I do not share controversial. I do not share. The pastor her. is on the side of the atheist minister. Oh my I goodness! Am. I think she I'm should be able to keep her heresy charges. I think she should you. be able to keep her position in the new, in the United Church. Explain of yourself. Well, because it, I, she makes clear that um, according to her conversation, according to her estimates or her understanding within the United Church of Canada belief in a theistic deity, which we can define terms in a second, but belief in a theistic God, like, is at less than 50%. And that's not a secret. And that's not how theology or, or things, the things about God are being taught in the theolo- theological colleges. So if that's accepted teaching within the church's theological schools, and that's a known, um, over 50% of people don't believe in a theistic God, well, what's What's that different between not believing in a theistic God and being an atheist, uh, you know, uh, 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 properly just denying belief in God or rejecting belief in God? So uh, to me, she's not so... Uh, so she's in the mainstream of this denomination? You know, she's maybe on the tail, the, the, the left tail or something like that, but she's, I think, from probably the way that they, with their beliefs and practices, she still belongs within the tent. Um, now, is that outside of that's outside of what I would consider any form of reconci- re- recognizable um, Christian orthodoxy? <laughs> I, I would well, I, never, I, so. I would never personally um, ordain her with those beliefs to uh, a position of ministry or leadership uh, with any church or movement that I was a part of. I would never support that. But I think she has a very good case to make within her own denomination um, that she is not outside the pale or outside of the bounds. I, Should she be? <laughs> well, yeah, yes. that's a I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a different question. That's a normative question about um about you know that 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 is a normative question. And so I, I think in a in a something that calls itself a, a Christian church or endeavors to be a part of um the capital C church in all of its expressions across this world, Catholic, Protestant, Orthodox Orthodox or otherwise, uh, this should be outside the, the bounds and outside the pale. Oh, I... I, the fact that we're even forming these sentences, I, I don't even... But I, it's not, Mike. But I, what... I've said this many times on this show, so I'm a broken record on Please, this. Please, but keep it skipping. If you don't believe in God, what is the appeal of anything about church? Do you really have to, like, robes or incest or pews or... <laughs> incest? <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Freudian oh, slip Oh, boy, is that a... <laughs> <laughs> Give it everything. <laughs> Let's uh, amend that to <laughs> incense. Yeah. Um, or, or you know, um, wool hangings on the wall of doves or like, I don't w- go bowling. What You can talk about the same things. She says in the interview, she has the most chewed up pablum where she talks about the meaning of the church. I'm sorry to say this, but this, you know. It's pretty lame. I mean, it's, it's, it's extremely it, lame. It's, there's nothing to it that you haven't heard in anybody. It's it's like the mission statement of a of a mid-level business doing, you know, accounting or something like fostering community and building the city for a better tomorrow that, you know, we're reaching towards tomorrow, but still have a foot in the past. Like this is garbage. <laughs> okay. What does that mean? She has nothing beyond that. So given that, go bowling. Go do that. Foster your community through bowling's fun. I mean, you know, it's, you get to drink beer. You sit in those chairs. You wear cool shoes, maybe even cool pants if you can find yeah. it. You know. uh, so I just don't get like going to church, sitting on a hard pew and 
You know, having to uh, hug people that are like, yeah, I don't really like that Your guy. Your ideas of God have not evolved, you know, beyond. You are still a, you are still the Cro-Magnon uh, Christian, Mike. You have not evolved. So I, I think we've given this a lot of introduction. I don't want Greta to, again, I don't want her to be able to accuse us of taking her out of context. Yes. And, and I think she has no, she proudly wears this banner. She is not mincing words. She is standing yes, by her statement. we are not statements. misstating her. Let's let... Let her speak. Greta be Greta. And here we go. I'm going to pull up this uh, interview. It's a Canadian interview, too. Just So you're going to hear lots of a boot, <laughs> which... Process. Fingernails on a chalkboard. But uh, we love our neighbors to them. We love... And we love uh, any Canadian hat. listeners out there, thank you for... Here we go. I think this should work. Uh, it's doing the little circle now. I don't now. think here we I go. really have a clear understanding of how deeply infused in our theology is the idea that God is not a theistic being, is not a supernatural, you know, daddy who gives you things that you pray for. Um, I, 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 that idea of God is so absent in our theological colleges. And so you wanted to stir things up again. All right, so there we go. So her statement there, and we, we missed a little bit on the front end, but it was saying she was saying, Folks who are not a part of a liberal uh, Protestant mainline tradition have no idea that how deeply within that theological tradition itself this non-theistic understanding of God is. So what? Again, I'll ask you. You're, you're not on trial here, sir. Okay. You're, you're you're free and clear. So my outrage in my voice, my incredulousness, is directed at uh, Vesper Lynn here. Um, why? Again, why do it? Well, I don't. What are you doing when you go to college to learn of a non-theistic God, and then you get ordained? Like, what is the point? I, again, you don't go to chess club and you sign up and you go through all the rigors of joining the club and meeting at the time, and then they say, "What do you? What are your opinions of chess?" Like, I know nothing about it. I don't believe that it even exists. I hate it. If I knew it, um, I don't like moving little pieces around on a board. Hey, you're the president. I mean, you know, I just don't understand what this, what is the, you don't form groups around things you don't believe in. Am I insane? Am I living, are we in bizarro world? What's happening? I, it's a very difficult um, question to answer how, what sort of integrity um, you have. I mean, why, how is that? recognizably christian in any sense of in any way shape or form um it's not so it's a social club but or it's a, a scam is it is it multi-level no, marketing i think the money's i bet the money's not very good in it so it's like but what do you do when you don't believe in something anymore but you loved it like like you loved going to church because you loved getting together with these people and sitting together and listening to someone talk and singing some songs and you liked you liked the outward form you know the the ritual the liturgy you loved those things and so say you don't believe that anymore but you want to keep those things what are you what are you supposed to do mike i'm going to throw the question back at you what are you supposed to do if you like those outward forms but you don't have the inner belief anymore well you're a lunatic if you like the outward forms by themselves without any of the meaning under I don't, again, that is baffling to me. I like being put in a starchy, high collared shirt by my mom and shiny shoes on my feet and being hustled off, you know, in the morning when I could be watching cartoons to go to church and then I sit there and love it. 
I, this person does not exist in my life. I don't know. So I, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, it was community. It was people who cared about I you and loved you. Sure. And, sure. You know, Christmas okay. in the sanctuary. I, and... I guess whatever. I guess I can, I can create a picture of that. That is not my experience at all. So if you love this outward form, but you just, and she is, I mean, I give her full credit for the integrity of at least saying that she doesn't believe this anymore and actually making a very convincing argument that her denomination that fostered her has not believed this stuff or a significant portion of it hasn't believed this stuff for a long time. Well, then here's my answer. What do you do? You all say, let's go join CrossFit. And so at least we're doing something because we don't believe any of the things that we're saying and this form, whatever it is, of us all as a community getting together, let's go get healthy. Let's go flip tires and uh, flip ropes and do this stuff and do lots of pull-ups and go, yeah, yeah, and motivate each other. And we'll still love each other. We'll still have that. But what what is the other stuff? Why read from a book? Like, throw it all away. Throw it in the garbage. It has no value to you. I guess, and this is not, uh, there's nothing new under the sun. And so this sort of movement, something like it happened in um, early America, where a lot of uh, uh, Calvinist churches uh, went um, went Unitarian. That was a huge move sure. that swept yeah. through New England. That yeah, a the ton East of these, Coast has still there. All oh yeah, there's the lots yeah. of Unitarian. So I'm like, well, okay. So, th- and then Unitarianism, which at was at its inception something very, very different, a de- denial of the Trinity. Um, and then it merged eventually with universalism, this belief that right. everyone's going to be saved. Yeah, They were two kind of separate things. Now they've all been merged together. And I would say kind of what this woman seems like she's describing is a form of Unitarian universalism. Um, and so what I don't understand is why her church or that denomination itself um, doesn't at least align itself in some way with a Unitarian Universalist practice, because that seems to me to be the understanding of uh, religion that she's articulating, that it doesn't need any um, particular theological beliefs associated with it. It's just a commitment to um, these kind of Western um, progressive uh, democratic values like, you know, tolerance and diversity and inclusion and working for social justice, you know, without kind of divorce from any... um, you know, theological beliefs undergirding those or scriptural beliefs undergirding those. Like there is a kind of church home for that. It's just not within Christianity. It's it's within another religious movement that already exists. And that is, you know, is going around the world. So I'd say like, if your church has moved so much and your beliefs have changed so much, just be honest about maybe the the packaging or the label that you're putting on that. It's not it's not Christianity, not in any sort of recognizable sense, but it is um, this form of, you know, what I consider like a, at least initially, a Christian heresy. Now it's kind of its own faith. It has a very tenuous relationship to Christianity, but it, go join with the Unitarian Universalists because you are in lockstep with them in terms of belief and practice. Although, uh, and <laughs> if you do actually have done a little like Googling of Unitarian Universalism before, just because it was so related to Christianity at its inception. But there's like, there's even a network within the Unitarian world of like churches that are use Christian, like they use Christian scripture and language because they're like, there's such a, they said there's such a reaction against that in the, in the UU world that like people are very uncomfortable with churches that are too, you know, 
emphasis too much on the New Testament and the Bible and Jesus talk, that there has to be like a separate affinity network within the this tiny little affinity network in the UU. So maybe they could form something like that, like the Jesus talk version of the Canadian Unitarian mm. Universalist Church. Mike. I still say CrossFit. CrossFit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Here's let's let uh, Greta Van Susteren speak for herself. Uh, a, a Scientologist sorry. herself. Gre- oh, is she? <laughs> yes, I did she not is. Know that. Yes. Uh, here's uh, Greta Voss. Vosper, I'm sorry. We're do, we're making light of her name. It's just it's all in good fun. I'm sure she's a well-meaning person. She has Rachel Maddow glasses and a short haircut. She looks delightful. She does. All right, here she is. I know that the principal of Emmanuel College felt that it would be at least upwards of fifty percent of the clergy in the United Church who don't believe in a theistic supernatural God. I was in a Facebook back and forth with one of my colleagues uh, the other day and. Um, I made a remark about, you know, that God that, you know, that I that I don't believe in, that no one else says they believe in, and he, and uh, because people are regularly saying that to me, and he said, I don't know anyone who believes in the God you don't believe in. All right, there we go. Well, so so fifty so percent is she just threw out. She said, yeah, but I, more, I think whatever, it's 50. she probably is right that it's a significant percentage of of her fellow clergy. So what does she mean, though? She's talking about don't believe in a theistic God. So what is a theistic God? I don't know what that... Like, what it, I don't know. That obviously is a term she throws around with some comfort. Um, but the, I mean, theistic God? I don't know what... So she's just saying, like, we can create our own gods? There, there's Because, I mean, God and theism, don't they... they I don't understand how they, they'd be separate. I just don't get the... What is the term meaning theism i'm giving him i'm gonna give it my best shot but the god of classical theism which um um, and the christian god uh you know arguably the same arguably the same god maybe maybe i'll give you some wiggle room but but it's a conception that god is a being yeah okay supernatural being and the god of theism is given these various characteristics that this god is um omniscient so all-knowing, omnipresent, you know, present everywhere, yeah, and uh, omnipotent, all, all powerful. But that's a synonym with with God. If you're using uppercase, so to not believe in a theistic God, does she is she then believing in a like she she could be moved to believe in Zeus or something? Like I don't know, <laughs> a, I, a I don't get what that means. A God, so Pan, not, Pan? Does she believe in Pan or Ball or like? I don't think I don't think she's polytheistic or. Okay, pan, so then what is it? So maybe there's a there's a maybe a sort of a pantheism would be like a lowercase god where we're all like the totality of everything is what we call lowercase g god, and so we're all a part of God. Now that would be complete. That's not Christian the, <laughs> theology at all. That no. is antithetical to that. But um, so is this? Are you saying like yeah, none of us believe a non-theistic god would be God, sort of not as a being. Or entity that one could address at all, sort of a with a with a mind or a will, or you know, and relatable to in any sort of recognizable. So God sense. is not a thing that you could in any way discover. Like, could they, uh, you know, gavel a meeting together of their at the CrossFit gym in between flipping tires over and go, all right, what is, what is, what is God? Let's make him up. What is he? Well, I like him. He's nice or what we should be nice to each other. Okay. That's God. Like, yeah, is, that's so they're it. just defining it. It's not something they discover. In other words, it's not outside since it's not supernatural. It can't be of no. course by definition. So is it then by committee or how do they, 
def- that be, I, I don't I can't I, I can't okay, really but that would have to be I mean that. wouldn't that follow that it had to be something that was sort of decided upon rather well yeah than since discovered. this god is not supernatural this god is not coming out from anywhere to disclose or reveal anything about himself to anyone that's right. not possible with a non-theistic non-supernatural god I mean oh I guess it could be a natural thing that they discover I mean God could be midichlorians or something yeah right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying yeah, yeah. Like, it could be something that is found like science could use a probe and go ah oh, I found I found God like much like Star Trek the one Star Trek movie where they go find God oh that's right with uh, Malcolm McDowell isn't he in it I don't know I just remember them going out and finding God oh no that's the one with all of the captains I think Patrick Stewart was in it uh, that's where I, they find God, or no, no, I missed, I'm mixing up the two. Okay. There's a different kind of God that they go, they go like shoot into. No, the one that Shatner directed, I believe, is when they go find God. Shatner, a, Shatner, the author of Tech War. <laughs> I was going to say the great, the author of noted work Tech War, yes. which Mike is slogging his way through right now. Oh, it's so good. Um, all right, do you want to go on to another quote? I do, I do. Okay, I'm, I got it up here. So I'm enjoying this conversation thoroughly. I'm very much too. All right, I love. Greta's, Greta's awesome. Here we go. It's all over Facebook. It's all over the internet. People are having these conversations. Why do we have to pretend that they Did I play that one? No. Deal okay. with the difficult right. conversation. You know, God, as source of goodness, as, and as the way that goodness comes into the world, and as the promise that everything's going to be good in the end, whether in this lifetime or the afterlife, that God doesn't exist anymore. Oh. And... He might have won. We have to recognize that we're the only way that goodness is going to get into this world. And we define what's good. <gasps> what's good in one community won't be good in another. We define it, so we're the creators of good. And we have to, we have to deal with the fact, we have to be responsible about the reality that we can't promise that goodness will out. We have the potential for goodness, <gasps> but we can't promise it. I am clutching my pearls. This is shocking news. This is like that internet meme where like it's like the the pixelated sunglasses lower down on her face. Deal with it. Oh yes. God is dead. Yeah. She's declared God is dead. We define what is good. Oh my gosh. I don't like where she's going with and, this. But I one community say, I'm decides one community decides what's good and another community. So yeah, there is no universal values. Oh right? goodness, I'm scared of that. There is a... Uh, the last time communities decided what was good for a lot of people, oh, bad things happened. Well, the, there's a large potential for that, you could say. And, and then you can just, I mean, you can always just appeal. Well, our community has decided that X, Y, or Z is good. And so, and Looks as there's no... Oh, sorry, sorry, just, sorry, keep going. And there's no response that you can give to that, right? Because yeah, it's like, no. Well, no, 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 you're wrong. That's actually, like, what you want to do is bad. And then they go, well, no, that's just the value for our community. We've decided that that's good. That's uh, the Christopher Hitchens argument, which I always thought was the lamest. Like, he's the he's the best, best atheist in terms of style. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just listen to that guy talk all day. He's funny. He's great. He's got great put-downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready to go into his camp. But his argument was just, so, all right, challenge him. You know, where does any kind of, you keep talking about good, where does good come from? And he'd say, well, good comes from society. Uh, we, we may have started at a place that wasn't good, but we're moving universally. You know, you know yeah, that idea. Yeah, yeah. He's singing a song that everybody's sung before. And I just thought that's so lame. Like, yeah, but so if I go in a time machine and I go 10 minutes forward in time, I'm a little bit better? Or, like, it just doesn't follow. Or if I go in the past, we're worse. We're worse and we're moving towards this. 
So I don't, you know. Well, just about, you know, imagine uh, you're in the antebellum South and you're like, you know, you're an abolitionist. You're like, slavery is bad. It's like, well, no, no, no. Our community, our community has to find it. Is and that good. was kind of the argument, right? That this is our peculiar institution, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so our community has defined this practice as good. It's good for us. It might not be good for you, Yank, but it's good for us down here. And everyone's, ha- you know, that's that, yeah. that's that argument. Um, and so it's just, even if the, uh, that the, whatever problems there are with the uh, universal morality, you know, argument, these, these, these these are you know come from god like whatever problems are with those you have to and i think and at least when you're speaking honestly and i know she's giving an interview you know this is not a dissertation yeah, it's not but precise it's not precise <laughs> yeah. i you know give her the leeway but that's just a very um to just say well each community defines its own good why can't the united church of canada define its own standards and good yeah, and say you're exactly. outside of those bounds that just doesn't work for us and so she's calling them, though, to account for these deeper values that they're supposed to, to, to hold of inclusion and of tolerance for diverse viewpoints, including your own. So she is appealing to like, yeah, she's saying, no, 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 no. You have to define your values according to how I understand them. Oh, bizarre. All right. Let's uh, we have two more clips. Oh, and I, it's there's so much. I it's mean, rich. We could keep, it's life's rich tapestry. We could keep talking about this. But here we go. Here's uh, Greta herself again. Yeah, minister here. Well, I'll be really sad that my fitness for ministry is based entirely on whether or not I can affirm an archaic uh, doctrinal statement that describes God in a way that is incomprehensible and no longer has meaning for me or many uh, within the United Church. Oh, Dave. So when you get up there and you do your uh, you do your sermons, you're talking about an incomprehensible being. You're, what are you spending time doing this for? What you idiot! Drop this old thing. What what do you say about this? <laughs> says who? I mean, that's what I. She says this is incomprehensible. It's highly comprehensible to lots of. <laughs> lots and lots of people. I think she did. La- she stuck the landing on that. She said to her, but then mm-hmm. she said to mm-hmm. many, many people. Yes. Yeah, incomprehensible. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fair enough. That's yeah. probably true. It is incomprehensible true. to lots of people. It's usually not incomprehensible to ministers in the church. But well, no, no. And, and even that there, of course, there's mystery. And I mean, God is, God is, of course, this. You know infinite well, i'm i'm slipping back into my archaic language but you know this <laughs> like this imp, i mean god if god is god god is so far beyond you know just a big version of a human being that of course you know we we fall down like uh the prophet isaiah when he you know sees the lord seated, seated upon his throne and all the the cherubim and seraphim are saying holy 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 is the lord and he goes oh i'm an unclean man of unclean lips like there is a utter sense of just bowing down before the the mystery um the the inscrutable mystery of of this massive um infinite god i mean even peter when he has this miraculous catch of fish he you know that we go well i mean you know it was a tough night fishing and you catch all these fish and it's a miraculous catch of fish but even he when he's in the presence of jesus when he does that can't help but like so get away from me um so you know there is this unfathomableness to God. But then there's also this, no, God has revealed himself to us. And I'm just looking on the What We Believe of the United Church of Canada uh, website. Oh, good, yeah. All and right. so the lead the lead um, 
uh, statement here is God is is God is holy mystery beyond complete knowledge. Is holy W H uh, no H O L <laughs> is whole God is holy God mystery? is holy mystery. That doesn't is that grammatical? I don't. Uh, wouldn't you need the an article? It's there? from a song. Uh, oh, God okay. <laughs> is holy mystery beyond complete knowledge, above perfect description. Nothing exists that does not find its source in God. Oh, so she is. That is a heresy, then. Of course, I mean, I don't know. I'd have to study what they're saying there. I don't really comprehend it right now. God is holy mystery, but he's not. W H, holy, holy. A mystery. <laughs> Okay. Then maybe he should just change Because then if he that. was just wholly a mystery, then you just like, eh, who knows? Up for grabs, baby. So Flip a coin. With a slight, to adding two letters to yeah. that, you could maybe make that consonant. All right. I think this is the last clip. And I am pulling these clips live, and I'm not a radio producer. Um, so if I played this one already, just stop. <laughs> just but I don't skip to the... I'm looking down at a scribbled paper of the uh, notes. So just to... All right, this I think outside of a liberal mainline denomination. You already okay. Played I played that one. one. Okay, and then we're through the clips. All right, you did the seven thirty clip. I did. That was the one that well, I just played. One? Oh, yeah. great! Well, yeah, thank yeah. you, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I already did that one. Whew. All right. Wow, my producing is over. Now I just get to talk. I get to rant. So, Mike, what's your what's your final takeaway? I. I think incredulousness. I because I don't have this. I I became a. Um, I converted to Christianity from a sort of very, I think we've talked about it on the show, a sort of wan atheism, a sort of, eh, eh. Not enough. We could talk about it more, but uh, yeah. that's another pod top. So I, pod. I was in my 30s. And so, you know, most people who are converts become a little more, they're, they're a little, they got a little more fire in Gusto. Them. Zeal. Yeah, a little zeal. And so... To me, yeah, I still carry that. I carry the notion of non-belief and belief. And so drifting off into non-belief and still (laughs) sticking with the form is baffling to me, as I think you can tell, (laughs) because I didn't grow up with it as a thing that I loved. Uh, When I went to church, it was, this is torture. When my dad said, you know, I I think I'm an atheist now, I was like, fantastic, (laughs) so am I. (laughs) Why did we waste all those years? Uh, so it's, that's my takeaway is just, I, again, I just don't get it. And, and social clubs to me, there's better ways to do them. And when I mean, I'm talking social in terms of if she's talking about social works and social good and all of that, there's many different versions of it that I don't think you need to hollow out Christianity and make a different version of it. There's plenty of other things you can do. And in fact, you know, government being so huge is such a huge part of the Canadian lifestyle, it just seems like, I don't know, just get a government position in their welfare department or something like that. If, if that's, you know, still get together with people and talk about policy issues and stuff like that. But I just don't get hollowing it all out. To me, that is, it is uh, madness. It's madness to me. That's, and I think that's a valuable perspective. In what, my follow-up question for you then is, in what way is what she is describing as Christian belief any different from? atheism that you i i mean i don't think at all i don't and think I mean, she's claiming she, so she th- says i'm, an, I'm atheist. an atheist i don't believe in a theistic god again i don't know what that definition means but she it, doesn't believe in the god that's in the book that is the foundation of a church as we all okay understand try this church. try this one out see i want to see what you think of it okay 
Is this just, and I'm, I don't know exactly how to pronounce this. I'm a little bit embarrassed. Is it cosplay? Cosplay. 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 Yes. Is this is this cosplay? Yeah, I think so. Like Christian cosplay. Yeah, I'm putting on a robe and I'm, you know, with the, the vestment of some sort and I'm going in and I guess if you like just the buildings, like she said, I this is the church. She appealed a lot to the fact that I grew up in this church, which is like, okay. Yeah. I grew up in uh, in the circus. And, and and now I love I just want to be around the circus. Okay. I mean, but you know, you can't you can't be, you know, killing the elephants or whatever. Like if you're going to stick around. Well, I have a new belief. I should kill every <laughs> elephant. Well, come on, man. You can't be in the circus if you're going to do that. But I grew up here. How dare you? I mean, it just doesn't it does that not emotional compute. appeal doesn't really do I think much. It's, I think it, I I think it is akin to 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 Co's play. Um, when it, you just boil it down, um, yeah. for people who re- I mean they just deeply value those outward forms. Um, and so yeah, it's madness to you, but it's just like doing. I mean, any form of cosplay to me is madness. Like the thought of dressing up like a character from Zelda or Final Fantasy. You know, people do. People love that stuff. Entering into a world that they don't really believe in because it connects them to a community or they love this thing but even though i don't even think i she think like, those people believe more in zelda than she probably does. yeah because she they like love the zelda story and world and narrative whereas i think you talk to her about the like the bible and she would go i hate like there's some beauty in here but there's so much ugliness and i hate this you know there's so much that i hate and reject from this yeah it's so speaking of the cosplay there's uh i i went to well, I've been to a number of conventions where the uh, the Star Wars uh, stormtroopers, yeah, not not the Nazi stormtroopers, <laughs> the Star Wars stormtroopers, uh, they organize in actual sort of quasi military formations. They check each other out. You have yeah. to sort of enlist or something like that. And if I walked up to one of those guys on the street who was all decked out in the costume, had everything perfectly right, and then just said, "So, so you must love this stuff, huh?" and he went. Oh no, I don't, this is garbage. I don't believe in any of it, but how dare you try to take me out of the field? You'd, you go, what is going on? Why, why would you do this? That's my feeling about this woman. What are you doing? Just leave. That's a great, that's a wonderful place to put it. Let's put a pin in it right there. I love it. I love it. All right. We'll take a little break and we'll be back uh, after I'm even more incredulous during this break. Hey, everybody. It is Pastor Dave here. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you are loving Like Trees Walking Season 4, could you please do us a favor? Could you go to Apple Podcasts and could you rate and review this podcast? It, we really appreciate it. We're at, I think, 112 uh, ratings so far and lots and lots of comments. We absolutely love The comments are the best thing. You know, I love stars. If you do anything, it's a, a star. But um, the, the reviews are really, really fun to read. So thank you, everyone, um, for sharing that. Uh, you can find us on the socials um, at David underscore Berge on Twitter or at LTWPod. Um, I try to get to questions when folks ask them. Uh, to me through there i know a couple of folks have reached out to through um through our facebook group and so yeah we uh we, we try to be responsive to that as much uh, as much as much as uh, i can um given everything that's going on but thank you everyone for listening for sharing for rating for reviewing um for being a part of the uh, ltw podcast community that we are that we are fostering no thank you so much for listening and uh let's get back to the show and the quiz for mr mike 
And we are back. And I'm scared because Big quiz. I've heard about this. Pastor confronted me with it at church, I think. Week more, maybe a yes, week Yes, confronted more. being the operative word. I said, are you a heretic? Yes. He denounced me, I think is another <laughs> word. Uh, From the pulpit. Yeah, so explain this quiz and uh, explain that I am on the dock here. Okay, so this quiz comes from Christianity Today. Oh, that fine publication. And so this is a series six of six true six statements. You'll say true or false to answer them. Mm-hmm. And we will see how heretical is Mike. <laughs> how heretical are his beliefs? All right. And then it sort of parenthetically tells you which character in Sex in the City you are, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> you are four out of six, and you are surprisingly Charlotte. I would have thought you would have been more orthodox, but you know, you know. Okay. We still All need right. to do a pod top on Sex in the City and how just awful it is. I, I, I feel like we talked about it. I don't remember. Did we? No, did we didn't do a pod top. It briefly came up. We jokingly okay. alluded right. to it, and okay. it deserves at least 30 to 40 minutes. I think I can explain sometime how I had to actually watch the, the movies. I had to review them, so oh that explains it. So I'm, I'm deep into the, the world. So anyway, do for your, another time. Do your typing sound. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to delay the uh, inevitable. Okay. Here. All right. Go here ahead. we go. go here ahead. we go. Here we go. All right. <clears throat> so statement number one. Remember, this is true or false. Okay. God the Father and Jesus Christ are equally divine. True or false? Equally divine, yes. True or false, Mike? Oh. <laughs> that is true. Number Statement number two. Jesus is a hybrid, partially divine and partially human. Oh, uh, that is false. Do you want to elaborate? He is fully divine and fully human. How can you be fully both things? There's only half you can only be. Okay, sorry. <laughs> There's no, no editorializing. You're not, you're not amused here. Okay. Um, state number three. God the Son is uncreated. True or false? Uncreated. Uh, defined terms. Not a creature. Not a creature. Yeah, uh, okay, true. Okay. Number four. The Holy Spirit is a force. Oh, that is false. All right. I mean, you know, it has aspects of having a force, but it's not midichlorian. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Number five. The Holy Spirit is less divine than the Father. And the oh, that's false. 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 Number six. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three different names for one divine person. True or false? Three different names for one divine person. This is where it's... True or false, Mike? <laughs> so, no, say it again. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three different names for one divine person. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I just, yeah, no. That's true false. or false. false. Okay. False. All right. So you answered true... What? Just bear with me, folks. True, false... This is good radio. True. I know for things you can't see. I just want to remember yeah. myself. We should start eating something during this uh, period so we can get more wet. Okay, so sounds. sorry. I'm gonna God the Father, Son, and Jesus Christ are God the Father and Jesus Christ are equally divine. You said true. Jesus is a hybrid, partially divine, partially human. You said true. No, you said false. Um, God the Son is uncreated. You said true. The Holy Spirit is a force. You gave a hem and hawed false. Uh, the Holy Spirit is less divine than the Father and Son. You said false. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three different names for one divine person. You said false. All right. So, number one. Yeah. 
You are correct, true. The Council of Nicaea in 325 affirmed that the Father and Son are of the same divine essence and condemned subordinationism, which teaches that Jesus is inferior to the Father. Okay, so I'm not a heretic yet. Not yet. Okay. Number two, false, which is saying he's like partially human, partially divine. Uh, Apollinarianism, condemned at the Council of Constantinople in 381, taught that Jesus is not equally human and divine, but is one person with one nature. Jesus has a human body and soul, but a divine mind. Okay. So you're not a heretic yet. Okay. Number three. Oh, boy. This is the uh, uncreated one. True. The Council of Nicaea affirmed that the Son is co-eternal with the Father and condemned Arianism, which taught that the Son was created by God. You were going to guess that I was going to be an Arian heretic, Mm -hmm. but I have never waved that flag, my friend. All right. (laughs) Number four, which was the Holy Spirit as a force. It is false. The Council of Constantinople affirmed that the Spirit is co-equal to the Father and Son and condemned... uh, Wow, this is a very tough thing to pronounce, and I have to log into Christianity today to get the rest of the... uh, Oh, you don't know the pronunciation? No, I... I, Like, get the rest of the quiz answers, because... Oh, no. But it's locked, but paywalled, but... I am a subscriber. Oh, oh, okay. I am a subscriber. So, now we're gonna, so I in just, real time we're going to watch. I logged in. I did it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm ready to keep reading. Oh, okay. That was all quick. Right, okay. Right. Very well done. Very it well condemned, done. but it was gave me time to try to pronounce this word. Numo numatomachianism. That's where you c- collect gold and trade. Co- oh wait, that's numismatic. Uh, what is that? Pneumatomachianism, <laughs> which taught that the spirit was a created force or power, not a person of the Trinity. Pneumatomachianism? Yeah. Do, uh, have you? I used to practice Ralph Machioism, <laughs> which is a heresy where you watch Karate Kid all the time and think that he's God. Thank you. That was the lamest <laughs> pun that I've I'm, I'm trying to give Dave time to get down to the next the, question. So number five is the Holy Spirit is less divine than the Father and the Son. Obviously false. Subordinationism ruled out by the Nicene Creed teaches that the Spirit is inferior to the Father and the Son. Similarly, some proponents of pneumatomachianism <laughs> condemned at Constantinople in 381 taught that the Spirit was of a different essence from the Father and the Son. And then the last one is that they're all different names for one divine person. False modalism ruled out by the Nicene Creed teaches that I'm not a modalist. God's man. name, told you, God's that. name's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit change with His roles or modes of being, like a chameleon. So, I'm not a heretic. Six. And according to this quiz, you're not a heretic. Oof, oof. I took one once. Uh, very. It was similar. And the but the questions were wordier, and you kind of had to actually think. It was very high tone, and Bridget and I both took it, and uh, we both got the same one wrong, which was like a terrible heresy. But it was all about like the the words just seemed flipped in our mind, and we got the answers. So we were just like so upset. Do we have to leave the church now? Because then I realized, oh, they're saying this. Like, no, I don't believe anything. So uh, we both failed that quiz just on that one answer. Well, it was so upsetting. You are... Oh. Well, which quiz do we go with then? <laughs> it would one. be like my my friend um, who is a pilot. He had he has to go into you know he has training all the time, of course. But he said early on there was a uh, a flight simulator that they would do a, basically a Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Rashi Maru or whatever. You know, the, I don't the, even know what that means. It's the unanswerable. Like, what do you do with a situation where there's no yeah, win? It, yeah. it comes from Star Wars, so you should. Star Trek, sorry, Star Trek. So see, that's why I don't know it. <laughs> and uh, 
it's basically what do you do in a situation where you can't win? But they don't tell you that before you go in. There's this flaw in some certain aircraft. And so every guy who goes to do it, they they crash the plane in the flight simulator. Yeah. And he comes out just white and shaking. And everyone then is telling him like, yeah, this is the thing. Nobody knows about this flaw. And it's like, why did you do that to me? <laughs> Even though it's only a test. He's just like, I, I just crashed a plane. And he said that everybody has to go through this weird thing. So that's that's unnecessarily cruel when you're a pilot but uh, that's what it feels like taking that test if i fail this like i'm out of the church yeah well, I, I crashed the church, crashed you know? the church. No, listen we'll just join the united church of canada and you can't crash it that would be funny what what do you do if you go to that church and then you affirm very very strict conservative orthodoxy then do they kick you out or i, I don't know interesting I, test yeah just start uh, going, doing the raising your hands and singing. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the tent's big enough for everyone. <sighs> yeah, right. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad uh, I passed. Uh, well that, done. Yeah. And well done. you'll be next. Uh, we got to get you back eating uh, spirulina and stuff like that. That was a real high water mark. Somebody was reminiscing about that the other night. Good old days. Yeah. Good let's do days. that again. Anyway, this has been a long episode, but it was a good one. Oh, <laughs> after listening to Brent Strawn, you know, we really kicked it up a notch. So it was, it was good. This I is good, it. good stuff to talk about. All right. Well, we'll be, gosh, can I do that again? Yeah. I mean, Lots we, of false starts. I mean, we'll be back in, soon with another episode. Thank you for doing that. Of Light Trees Walking. This has been David Berge for Michael J. Nelson. Thanks. <laughs> I'm fading away. No, I'm good. I'm good. I mumbled one thing, but this is a good episode. Yeah, we will be back. And I am Michael J. Nelson. Hey.